Hello and welcome to the Rack Reflection. My name is Charlie, one of your hosts. And before we start, I have a message. Stay safe out there. You never know what is going on in our wide, wide world. You never know what is existing in the empty voids of shadow when you are not looking. Be safe, be cautious, and as always, carry a big stick. I am joined by my co-host, Jack. And Jack, it's been a long time since you've just been the two of us recording. I would say year plus? No. No. No, not no, it's been since like October. No, no. 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 No, it's been like since October. Yeah. Well, Jack, before we uh jump into our topic, which I am excited for. It's been a topic that I think especially at the beginning of last year when this game came out yes Jesus Christ. <laughs> i know Time it's, it's only been like a year or so since the game came out which is kind of crazy uh but it been i have very excited for this one yes before jack i ask you about your day i i see a hand raised in the back of the room as you know we record the raconteur collection and an to, audience yeah. full of people that are always silent a live studio audience but i see a hand raised and from way in the back way in the back uh what what, what is your question there young child Raconteur Collection. Ah, the Tour Collection is a show about everything and nothing all at the same time. Woo! <laughs> it is hosted by two brothers, Jack and Charlie. And we... Yeah, Jack! He's the best one. Wow, there's quite the crowd out there. It's weird how they sound all similar. <laughs> and the Tour Collection is simply that, a collection of stories, a collection of experiences kind of shared through the lens of two brothers. We focus on a lot of nerd topics. You got some cryptids in there. You got some short stories in there. You got some just childhood memories. Music. Music. Anime. Cooking. Everything in a vast catalog. of. (laughs) Sorry, it cracked me up saying vast Vast catalog. But, Jack... How are you doing today? You know, I'm actually doing pretty stinking good. I have tomorrow off of work. Oh, I um, have Monday off. Oh. Yeah, it's... What's tomorrow? President's Day? Mm. Here in the service industry, you work every day. I know. Here <laughs> in the sales industry, things are a little bit different. Um, nice, no. Yeah. But, um, so I'm just going to enjoy that. Mm. Um, I think Ellie's going to hang out with one of her friends. So nice. it'll be me, Lauren, the babe. The babe. At work. With power. at work, at home, Golly. I was like, wow. No, <laughs> dude, I'll be honest, like, honest, like, parent brain is in full swing. Yeah. And so, like, they're, mm-hmm. like, when I, when I first got here, I told you this already, but when I first got here, I was like, oh, I forgot the new power cord. So I had to drive back mm-hmm. home, and then, you know, I get back, and Laura's, like, filing our taxes right now, and Oliver, like, started, like, he woke up from his nap, and Ellie's like, Dad, can I play outside right now? And I'm like, I just, like, want to go record this real quick. Yeah. Um, but no, things have been going great. Laura and I had our first date months yesterday. Yeah. We went to Freya Nordic Kitchen. Oh, where is that? It's down. You don't on, have to be like specific, but just like it's down like on Brookside. Okay. Yeah. Well, not super far away. Um, and it was it was good. Honestly, the best part was like all like the berry 
like yeah. like kind of stuff that they do with like the meats. Mm. Um, but the fried fish I got, the batter was like way too salty. Mm. Like some bites I was like, mm, good. Other bites I was like, whoa. Right. So I was like, I don't know what happened there. Mm. But overall, good experience. Um, expensive place? Yeah. Kind of yeah. expensive. I'll say about, looking at close, we didn't spend this much, but around 150 what I think okay. would be, uh, you know, reasonable. So if you went there, uh, do they serve alcohol there? Yes. Okay, so you could probably easily get away with spending a good 150 200 bucks. Oh, yeah. If you did yeah. your apps. Like, your I cocktails. just got, I got a single mocktail, because, you know, I don't drink. Yeah. Um, and I took one sip, and I was like, yeah, this still sucks. It sucks. I don't know how people drink it. It was a mocktail, too. So maybe that's yeah. it. But I was like, this just, Laura tastes it. She's like, not bad. I was like, no, this is horrible. It tastes like I'm drinking heartburn. I feel like it's, in some ways, alcohol, as with, it's like with coffee, kind of an acquired taste, where mm-hmm. when you first try coffee, you're like, there's no way, no way I'll like this. Mm-hmm. But then you keep drinking it, and you kind of acquire a taste for it. Yeah, but coffee gives you a little boost. Alcohol kind of, yeah. like, I'm sure it uh, No, you... so alcohol being a depressant, it, you know. It's depressing. Yeah, and it, I mean, that's, to get into it, and not to get into it too deeply, I don't buy a lot of hard alcohol anymore i mean i get occasionally like when i go out to eat or anything like that but most of the time i just drink beer now because i kind of found that when i have alcohol in the house i'll just drink it so yeah i don't buy anything for here you know for sure but yeah i mean it's being a depressant i think for me it soothes some of like my anxious thoughts and so it's a nice state to be in so maybe Mm -hmm. you know but maybe for you that's not you don't like feeling that dullness or that it takes away a lot of my social anxiety, too. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like, my personal thing is anything I know, like, oh, caffeine does. But, like, anything that, like, really, like, alters, like, your state of mind mm. is not something I really have ever cared to try because, like, I'm I'm okay with what I, with where I'm at. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. I just don't like the thought of that. Mm. Like, there's a whole thing with, like, we're going to get into this a little bit. The, like, psychedelic mushrooms and stuff like that. Everyone's like, this will, like, change your life. I'm like, cool. But I literally have, like, I have no, like, dude, who you are dies. And you come back. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm I'm glad you can experience that. But I literally do not care, you know. Meanwhile, growing mushrooms for food? I'm all about that. I want to get into that. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, mushrooms are more closely related to us than plants. That's a whole... Interesting topic. If anybody out there would like us to talk more about, you know, our thoughts and feelings about psychedelics or about just different things like that, um, I'm sure I'm a little bit more open to it. And of course, you know, Jack, not sound like you're closed off to it, but it sounds like it's not something you're interested in. Might be an interesting conversation to have, something to get into. Yeah, I wonder if I, I'm at a point in my life where, like, I'm, I'm just like kind of good. You know, yeah. I, I kind of like, I very much like being in the moment. Mm. Um, Rather than being like present. being like yeah being yeah. present, uh, and I feel like not that like I'm like special or super smart because I'm not, <laughs> but it's like I don't need like anything to like change the way I think or whatever. Like if something comes along and I'm like oh just yeah. very very content. Yeah, I think that's the the sad part though is that there a are a lot of people, people a lot of people. Well, no, there's a lot of people out there that are not content yeah. with that. You know, I think in some ways you're kind of lucky. To, I think to I'm have also that contentedness. Sorry. I think I'm also just okay with not being content, though. Like there are days where I'm like, yeah, uh, great. Other days where I'm just a, like, that's a great way. Other to days say where it. I don't, I'm like, guess like sucks, but you know what? You just kind of got to roll with it. Yeah. You know, like this week has like sucked, but you know, 
whatever. Mm. Next week will be different. Hopefully. Hopefully. Doesn't just grind you down. Each day is a new day. Unless you're living in a capitalist society that the wages (laughs) stay the same and everything goes up. (laughs) Apparently, I'm still lower class. Oh, dude. That's... uh, We're just like open... Let's get back in the worms of... So many topics we could do. Let's get back into this. Is, hey, New Year, New Us. You know what I mean. So um, no, all, I, I, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> all interesting topics we could talk about. However, that's not what we're here for. Definitely, we're here to talk about Elden Ring. Skip ahead to this time. Oh my gosh, you say that like we have this vast audience that is complaining at us. I know. <laughs> Tangents. I, I like being the guy who's like listening to it, like, why are they going on about this? Idiots. Uh, but Elden Ring. So before we jump into the meat, the main course of this episode, it's not that funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> before jumping to the, the meat. I, Jack, we have had a long and storied experience with the Souls games from, yes. from software games. Yes. I, I don't really like calling them Souls games because that doesn't encapsulate all of them. From the recent, I would say, like starting PS3 era from software going forward. Yeah, because we're kind of excluding Eternal Ring and uh, yeah, a few I mean, games. Right, that. I mean, because yeah. like from software also did all the Armored Core games. True. Which we did play some of those too. Dude, Armored Core is pretty freaking dope. There's end of the new one that's coming out. I really like the trailer for it. It's like... I'll have to see that. I've yeah. seen that. That's good. Remember that arm, that game was like Armored Core S A I F or whatever. Oh Save. yeah, the next day. God, that's, that's a deep cut. That's an interesting deep cut. Anyone knows who that, about that game? No, nobody's gonna know that. <laughs> Dude, if they know about that game, then we can be friends. Yeah, we can be friends. But, but Jack, your entrance, and I wanted to bring this up because I think it's gonna kind of play a role in how you approached. Elden Ring for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the Why'd you say it like that? Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I said it like that. Just a weird man. <laughs> Just a weird dude. Just a sad, strained little man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just a freak. Man, with... You know, Pixar, like, I I like some of Pixar's new stuff that they come out with, right? But man, like Toy Story, that like Pixar was like getting like hit after hit. Dude, I know. And it's crazy to me. I'm like, some of that stuff is so good. You ever like watch something? Um, this is why people listen to the Rocketeer Collection, by the way. We're, we're so tangent heavy, but like in the best way. Um, I don't you know. Ever... I listen to Aside. I listen to Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast. Yeah. And they go on for a long time about random stuff. So oh, I know. Here's me. Skip, 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 and skip. See, I love it. I'm like, oh, I'm here for the random stuff. So, so I, I listen to the H3 podcast. And there are times where I'm like, I literally like, will go into their video. I'm like, I don't care to hear about you talk about this new McDonald's menu item for 40 minutes. Skip this whole part. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, golly. Like, we're not that bad. Back to Pixar movies. There's so many that have like... We like quote so many of those like Pixar movies or oh. just like just stuff from that age. Very much so. We like so many in jokes that are yeah, only so funny so. to us. Very much as being brothers, I think having like a shared history and like growing up around the same things kind of just gives you gives you that. Oh yeah. But Jack, speaking of shared histories, growing up together, PS3 era, we played a lot of Souls games within the same room. We were watching us play Demon Souls side by side. Demon Souls. Much. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so we, I mean, not to not to <laughs> lord our knowledge over here, but we started with the original. Most people, I would say, started with Dark Souls. And that was kind of the origin point. 
I before, remember that. For the Souls popularity, right? Because Demon Souls locked on the PS3, the Pretty first niche. game of that type, niche of its type, got a really strong hardcore audience. I mean, oh my gosh, like the people who like Demon Souls like Demon Souls, which is <laughs> me, Jack, and I included. But yeah, and fantastic remaster and remake, I would say, on the PS5. Best way to experience it if you want to experience that game. It's very true, truly original. But Jack, getting into the the Souls games, what did you find attracted you to these games? You know, and especially thinking of Demon Souls, Dark Souls, mm-hmm. those first so two. I think there are a lot of games, like older games, and I'm going to mention again, like Eternal Ring, that had like some similar vibes to um, Demon Souls that just weren't fully realized. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'll give you the power of the ancient instruments. Um, that weren't just fully realized because of the limitations of the hardware. And with the PS3, you had this new open area that you could be like, wow, I have like these world, like these spaces in these worlds I can explore. And like for the time, I'm like, these are big spaces for this kind of game. You know, you had games like Elder Scrolls, like Morrowind, Oblivion, that were big games, but they were just, they weren't this kind of game. Mm. They weren't as hardcore. They're very much, much more hardcore in a different way, I would say. I'm trying to think of, like, it's a different kind of fantasy. You know, yes. Elder Scrolls and Demon Souls fall, like, are completely two different realms mm-hmm. of fantasy. Like, Narnia and Lord of the Rings are two different realms of fantasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it's hard to compare Demon Souls to any game at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you get close with maybe some third person action games, but even then, it's not... Nothing was necessarily like that. You can find and trace the DNA of Demon Souls, of course, because games in general are very iterative and build upon each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say Demon Souls did especially stand out to me for being unique. There's something about Demon Souls that felt much more focused mm-hmm. and like slower at the same time. Not as arcadey. Yeah. Because you have games like you can even go to like something like Devil May Cry, third person, very actiony and like limited area, but very arcadey, mm-hmm. very like over the top, you know. And Demon's yeah. Souls kind of almost kind of grounds itself. Yeah, you know, you start off as like a knight. Your guy runs a certain way, very like he's wearing heavy armor. The mages run like they're wearing like you know robes, robes. or whatever. Yeah. Um, your weapons bounce off the walls. You can parry enemies, you know, or you can like roll and like engage enemies in all these different kinds of ways. And I feel like Demon Souls did it in a certain way mm. that you just didn't get in any other game at the time. Yeah. Like it was very much like whoa. And so when you saw it, it like evolve into Dark Souls, yeah, it was like oh my gosh. Like they took everything from Demon Souls. Obviously, they changed a lot. Yeah, but that base formula really works and creates a really, like, just intrinsically interesting game. Yeah. Because, like, even, I will say Eldering takes it a bit too far for me with mm. how, like, up in the air everything is. Just yeah. how people talk to you. These other games are, like, you know, oh, like, that's cool. So I need to find this person here or yada, yada, yada. Or... You know, you kind of like learn a bit about each character as you go along, just naturally. And it just was a new way of storytelling for me that was really fun to explore. Oh, so you, you, I, that is interesting to hear coming from you, I guess, is I would not have guessed if I would have like, if you would have said like, hey, Charlie, why do I like Dark Souls? I would not have guessed the storytelling being an aspect in that. Mm-hmm. I would have guessed more 
like the focus combat, like the style of like for you, I'd have been like, okay, you really like how it requires some level of skill. Like it requires some level of patience. You get rewarded for being aggressive sometimes. Well, yes. You know. So I, I just I just want to kind of comment on like the way that Dark Souls, Demon Souls told their stories. Yeah. Um each character felt like again, I'm gonna say it's all probably a very grounded. Yeah. And like you go talk to what's his name? Of like the the dude with the spikes in his head. Yeah. Yeah, not not Yorm. That's in Dark Souls Three. The, the oh, assassin yeah. dude, the assassin guy with the curved blades. What's his freaking name? I keep talking. I'll look it up. Anyways, you like you talk to him, and he just is like this sly, like, oh, thank you for freeing me from that cage, or you know, and you're like, oh, this guy has kind of bad news. But like, if you go back to the Nexus and talk to him, he's kind of like, you know, you can kind of tell something's up. Everyone kind of very much conveys. A certain message. You're, you're talking to um, Latrec. Latrec. It's an interesting name. Yeah. Latrec. Latrec of Kareem. And then there's this. Uh, you even have like a similar guy in Dark Souls. The guy you free from that um, basically prison up in the mm. the church before you fight the gargoyles. You like open that gate. Just to clarify, you said Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Mm-mm. Well, there's that guy. Well, in Demon Souls, you also rescue a guy from that, a that's cage. What, that's what I was talking about initially. Oh, okay, okay. Did you Google the guy from Dark I, Souls? I, I Googled the guy from Dark Souls. Okay. So both those guys are very similar. Yes. They have the same weapons. They have the same kind of weird armor. Um, if I could be mistaken, but I believe that they both have armor that like hands are crossing the chest. I think so, yeah. Um, so there's just like kind of characters that carry over from Demon Souls into Dark Souls that... And it's... I really like... It just made me appreciate that kind of storytelling. Mm. Um, and I've, for like the deep lore, nah, I've always been kind of iffy on that. But okay. as far as like the base story goes, I thought that was a very cool way to tell yeah. rather than just like mission, 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 mission. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has a very organic feel. Like uh, it's not scared to let you miss things. You know, you're never. They're never going to give you a quest marker and say, hey, go here and talk to this guy, and we're going to wait for you to talk to this guy. It's not like Oblivion in that way or any of the Elder Scrolls games where it's a little bit more cut and dry to where you the, the world kind of waits on you. It very much feels like, hey, you're in this world. You're surviving this world. And if you figure it out, cool. If not, cool. We don't, we don't really care. You ever think about what life is like for just like a regular dude in the Souls world? Kind of horrible, yeah. You ever like, ever like especially like you're like traversing Elden Ring, you're like, is there like just a farmer somewhere that's like, oh man, my crops again? Or like, <laughs> oh, my livestock are no, dead. I don't think so. Or, you know, like, my son's yeah. been killed by demon bats or whatever. Like, right. just like the average dude. You ever think about that? I, I thought about that a lot when I was like running through Elden Ring. I'm like, man. It probably see, sucks that you should be like a person in right. this world. I think, you know, and that kind of continues forward. Like they, with Dark Souls on, you got Dark Souls 2. Then you got, of course, the fantastic Bloodborne, which, to be and honest. Bloodborne I, answers that question of what people are doing. They're all corrupted by beasts right. and the, the bad blood. But every, te- every single time, no matter the different style of the game or the different tone of the game, it was always like, hey, you're in this ruined world. You kind of have to push through. We're not going to give you a lot of answers, but we'll give you a lot of intrigue. Mm-hmm. 
And especially for me, and I'm I'm talking about these entrances because there are openings to these games because I really want to talk about the opening for Elden Ring. But God, the opening for Demon Souls is so good. You know, it's the dun dun, dun yeah. which dun, I dun. for as much as I like the remake, I think it messes with the music a little bit too much. Like I had, and I think it's just nostalgia for me. Like I have such fond memories of that. It, music. It's crazy to think how good the original <laughs> Demon Souls like looks. I mean, it's like 2007, right, or something like yeah, that. 2007, 2008. And like, but like the music is the most oh. like archaic thing about the game. Like the music is very like. Ding-a- yeah, like really like MIDI it's, sounding it's so good for too, like though. a lot of it. Um, and in the new one, like it's very much inspired by that old soundtrack, yeah. but it is different. And sometimes I was like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, I know. There's a like the old monk one. I was like, oh, yeah. But the, the man in Australia new one is pretty oh, stinking it, good. It, it, yeah, it's, it's so good. And then even getting into the intro for Dark Souls, you know, it it sets the stage for this like epic, you know this epic tale of what at first there was light and dark and we've talked about dark souls and our podcast before dark souls 2 i think has a good opening as well i really like it for as being like the black sheep of the family dark souls 2 i i always had a fondness for it's actually one of the ones i feel like i've played the most i think i played dark souls 2 the most of any of the dark souls games but it just is it's kind of its own thing and i kind of like it for that yeah I think my biggest thing with Dark Souls 2 that I liked is that it tried to be its own thing. I think it kind of went in a weird direction. Yeah, it's not, it. it wasn't quite successful. But then, like, because Dark Souls 3, I think, is phenomenal. Yes. But I was like, this feels like, in a sense, like Dark Souls 1 remastered. Because, like, right. there's so many, like, similar, um, like, armor types. Where, like, it's just kind of like, I think, there's, like, so much in 3, yeah. like, it's great. But I was like, coming from 2... Two was like so different, and like even like its equipment and stuff was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three felt like they're like, oh, Dark Souls Two was kind of a weird little flop thing. Let's right. do what they love, which is one, but make it huge. And like they succeeded in right. that. But for me, I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to see a bit more like new Dark Souls right. stuff. I don't know if that's no that that totally rings true for that's me. me. Looking back on it now, when I played no. it initially, I didn't really think that. But no, looking I, back so, on it. I actually felt that way when I initially played Dark Souls 3. Again, Dark Souls 3, I think, is really good from a gameplay standpoint because they kind of combine the speed you got from Bloodborne into Dark Souls a little bit. And so it's a little bit snappier. It's a little bit... Like, some of the stuff that you can do in Dark Souls 3 is really good. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Dark Souls 3, you can definitely feel its DNA in Elden Ring a whole, whole lot. Well, they introduced, like, Frost and that kind of stuff. Right. Which... We'll talk but about I mean, even like the opening for Dark Souls Three, I think is great. With the well, we skipped over the how good the Bloodborne opening was. Oh God. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> yeah, the Bloodborne opening is so good. The Dark Souls Three one is good, where it sets the stage. And even like you know when they're talking about like, oh Yom the Giant, or you're like oh my gosh, I get to fight that one day. And the first one does that too. And then of course you have the deviation of Sekiro, which which I have not played through, which I need to. I. Sekiro was really interesting for me. I, I, the first, my first five or so hours in that game was like, I hated it. And I was just, I couldn't understand what they wanted me to do. And then I hit this point where it like clicked and I was like, oh, okay. And one of my absolute favorites. I think Sekiro, in fact, is the only reason I don't play it as much now is it's definitely, (laughs) definitely a skill based game more so than Dark Souls. Cause in Dark Souls, you can kind of get away with like, 
leveling up high enough to like scale over enemies. Yeah. But Sekiro is kind of requires you to just to be good. To be on your toes. You can't really like jump into Sekiro I mean, for like a fun hour I would and a half. I would say like it for the last boss of Sekiro was I tried like a good 20, 25 times. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, this is a last boss. Like, holy. And I just remember like once I beat it, my heart was pounding. And I was like, double fist, silent <laughs> yes! in the air. <laughs> you know? Like, I just remember like the excitement of that. And like, because mm-hmm. it was one of those bosses that has multiple stages. And so like when you get to the last stage, you're like, okay, this is okay. And you're like you're getting nervous. Yeah, and you're, you're like, I'm feeling good. My health is at a good space or whatever. You know, yeah. I have this in reserve. <laughs> you know, you kind of, I like fights where you can kind of gauge it like that. Yeah. Um, which felt very true for me in uh, some of the older Dark Souls fights, especially fights that had more, like, bosses, like, with more stages than just one. Yeah. Um, they kind of started introducing that more in Dark Souls 3. Oh, Dark Souls I 3. Gets, Dark Souls 3 gets crazy. It's some... Dark Souls 2, I don't think. It doesn't have a whole lot of different stages. It, Dark Souls 2 kind of just want to introduce, like, Multi bosses and yeah, like fighting a two lot of enemies once, or yeah. a lot of like small enemies and a boss. The Which music they, for the Rat King in Dark Souls Two is really good. So good. Anyways, we talk about all of these Souls games, not just to reminisce. Of course, it is rounding up in about almost close to thirty minutes. Finally, get into the meat and bones. Not just about reminiscing. Of course, it is some reminiscing, but talking about all of these because that is our history going into Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of start us off here. Of course, of course. Leading of course. up to Elden Ring, I was, of course, very excited. I, especially, like, every single one of their games, I have loved. And so, hearing about this open-world Dark Souls game, I was like, oh, all in. But very interested to see what it was like. Kind of scared, because I'm like, I don't, can they do it? And Elden Ring was one of those games that was announced. I just didn't, you didn't hear anything forever. And I remember just, like, stalking, like, the subreddit being like, are there any new news? Oh, there's some leaks, oh, you know, and then finally this game coming out and getting his trailer and just being like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. And getting it the first time, I, you know, all in for it. I, w- I was ready to play it. And I don't know, did you kind of share a similar feeling to that? Um, I don't really remember, okay. honestly. Um, I've never like stalked like subreddits or like looked up stuff really. Um, I'll look up, you know, like, when's it coming out? But as far as, like, details or news, right? I've never really done that for mm. about any game. Yeah. So, I remember hearing about it, and I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, but I don't, I don't re- re- for some reason, I just wasn't excited about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, you know, for me, <clears throat> booting up Elden Ring for the first time, of course, I booting actually it played it. I didn't have, I was not able to get a PS5. And so, I had to kind of wait to uh, play it for the first time. Or wait, to I played on my PS4 for the first time, excuse me. But I remember booting it up, and we talk about the openings, and I kind of why I highlighted the openings of those previous Souls, Sekiro, Bloodborne game, because I went into Elden Ring, and to be honest with you, Jack, I was not too, not too pumped about the opening. I thought it was fine. It's a great, it's a fine opening, but compared to the other ones, compared to the other ones, it just kind of rang a little hollow to me, especially when the other ones have these like kind of beautiful 3D, like they remind me of like the Starcraft. Some and the characters that they talk about in the beginning of, <laughs> sorry, Jack's dribble water down his shirt, is just funny. The characters they talk about in the beginning of the Elden Ring intro, 
don't feel like they play as big of a role in the game as the other characters you hear about in the other intros. Like when they talk about Grave Lord Nido, it's really like, yeah, Grave Lord Lord Gwyn. Let me say the scale is. I know like the Dung Lord guy is like memed or whatever, but like when I encountered him like in the at the round table area, yeah, for the first time, I was like, wait, is this the the dude from the intro? Yeah, no, I was like, this is kind of, and like you go like and find him, and you're like, oh. And then, like, you kill him, and then you're like, oh. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like he has this huge impact. Yeah, I was like, what, so he, what, I'm sure I lost it, but I was like, what's the significance of this? I was like, it just. I mean, it feels like, looking through this list, right, you meet most of these characters in the round table. Like, so you got uh, Horalu, who, of course, becomes Lord Godfrey, who I think is probably the biggest character here, like, the one that's most notable. Yeah, his fight's pretty cool. His fight's awesome. Uh, He's gold a big mask. gold guy, right? What? Godfrey's, yes. yeah. And then you actually fight like the real version of him, uh, Gold Mask, which, whatever. And then Fia, who is kind of an interesting character. I do like her quest line, Loathsome Dung Eater, who, Loathsome Dung Eater, like his story is extremely dark. Like the what he he like defiles corpses, which yeah, is, I was like that was that was a little disturbing. Is yeah, that disturbing. felt very um, uh, that felt very like outlastish. To me. Yeah, and then Gideon Offnir, who's <laughs> Gideon Offnir, Lord Gideon Offnir. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, you, who's a tarnished of no renown. So the lore, yeah, brother. the lore in this game very much reminds me of Dark Souls 3, which they're like, oh, what do they, what do they call you in Dark Souls 3? The Ashen? No. Yeah, right? The Ashen Ashen? one? I think it's Ashen one. But how, like, the lords abandoned their throne, so now they have to, (laughs) now it's like fate has resorted to pulling out whoever will. Whoever can see down the fire at this point. Kind of reminds me of that, where they're like, well, I guess we have to have the tarnish. There's a one guy you encounter after, like, um, <clears throat> find that one, like, like weird spider dude or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, you're tarnished, but you're never going to see the round table. Like, you're, you're, right. you're, you serve no purpose. And you see it, you go back and talk to him. He's like, oh, well, <laughs> hey, here's something you can go do if you need something to do. You right. know? And it's like, oh, yeah. And so... I think that's what's an interesting deviation for me personally about this intro. Because I have talked to some of my friends, and some of them have no problem. It's not that I have a problem with the intro. I just remember when I first booted it up, I was a little disappointed to see stale images. Artwork is absolutely beautiful. Not not going at me like, oh man, it's just horrible. No. It's just not what I was expecting. And especially after playing through all of Elden Ring... It kind of is weird to me that they didn't, they weren't mentioning like, oh, Radon the Star Scourge. You know, some of those like bigger. Yeah, for how it, like, big some the, of the game is. Um, some of the actual lords of the actual I, I Godric the Grafted. Why didn't they talk about him in the I intro? agree with you there. I feel like it's very much a missed opportunity to make it very epic. Yeah, and so it's, um, it's not that it's not epic, but it's just epic in the same way the other games kind of did their intro. It is different than the other ones. Yeah, because like Godric the Grafted would have been like, and then the cursed grafted king. Right. Or, you know, and it's like, yeah, (laughs) it was horrible, but you know, I will have to say though, that after that, I'll getting into the character creator, doing that, knowing that, oh, it's a souls game or it's Elden Ring. I know I'm going to probably die to the tutorial boss, which got to say the tutorial boss in this one, I don't even try to beat. I feel like coming out of the gate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those, it's, it, it's a fight where you start and you're like, I bet if I was good enough, I could do this. But it would take me so long regardless of like, just whatever. It's not worth it. You know, just just whatever. Like, I don't care. Whatever. And so, 
But pretty much from there, I will say that Elden Ring completely entranced me. I absolutely loved the world getting out of the kind of starter area for the first time, getting into Limgrave, seeing the huge Erd tree, like seeing the Sentinel. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, here I, we go. Yeah, here we go. And it, from, from that point, I literally just got sucked in. I would have sessions where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do the main objective. I'm just going to wander around and kind of like zigzagging patterns across the map, trying to find everything. Like, because I just wanted to see and experience it. And I think actually a lot of the story at that point and just the things that I experienced made me really interested in the world and what happened to the world. And so really from the start, this game got me. Even though the opening, I think, didn't capture me, the moment actually playing this game 100% got me. And I, I mean, I think my first playthrough was about 120 hours. And I, like, did most things. I don't have the platinum in the game. I think I need to do some of the endings, but I did most of like all the armaments, all the whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of those base ones. So one of the base ones. I think the only trophies I have left are to get the multiple endings, and I just haven't wanted to play through it again to get those endings because I don't want to save scum my game. So, shape scum. Jack, passing it to you, I know you had a little bit of a different experience mm-hmm. getting into it than me. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Well, so I started off the game, um, died to that one. I don't, I don't know what you got. I forget his name. So the, whatever boss dude that is right before you kind of like enter limb grave. Um, and I remember like being like, oh, it's like, this looks very cool. Like, you know, um, and then I remember like, as I started like going forward, maybe I was just in a bad headspace, but I was like, I don't know. Like me not knowing where to go was not like enthralling to me Mm -hmm. i was like like i know i'm I'm gonna miss something i'm gonna feel behind somewhere like that's where i was Mm -hmm. maybe i was just in a bad headspace at the time Mm -hmm. but i was like golly it's like i'm gonna go here miss this and you know and then not be suited for this or like miss out on this and i that that's like where i was for like for my first six hours of playing and then i was like i I don't want to do it anymore so let me ask you a question why because I feel like the other, like Dark Souls, you can feel like that. You know, Dark Souls 3, you could feel like that. Bloodborne, you could feel like that. But so they're why? No, they're not an open world. Right. So is it just the fact that it was an open world that kind of made you feel like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, just open worlds recently have not been very appealing to me. Hmm. Um, over the past couple of years, I've, I've kind of lost interest in that. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I just kind of don't really care for them half hmm. the time. Um, but. I remember, like, trying to play through the game, and it just, like, wasn't fun. I was like, I don't like, I was like, I don't care to, like, right. like I don't care to, like, to do this, and, like, get, like, get the horse. I was like, I don't care about that. Mm. And I think I was just being stubborn. I was like, I don't, like, I don't want to use the horse. Like, I want to, like, experience this, like, as, like, a Souls game or whatever. And not trying to think of it as, like, a different mm. game. Mm. Um I was like, I just like want to run around. I was like, and like this is like cool, but like it's just another enemy encampment. It's just like another dungeon. It's just the same as all the other ones, you know. Mm. Very like negative about all of it. Yeah, I felt like. Um, and so my first like interaction in with it just wasn't that good. Mm. I think you can kind of tell if you go way back in our Elden Ring impression uh, episode. Yeah, I think you can kind of tell that I just wasn't probably like in a good headspace for it. Not sure why. But I just wasn't, I, I, it just wasn't for me at the time. Yeah. So. 
Interesting. Cause yeah, I, for me, you know, yes, like I wanted to experience all of it, but it's funny because I, I was exactly opposite. Like when I got the horse, I was like, okay, now I can get around more. You know, the horse doesn't remove you from, and I'm not arguing against you. Like I just felt like it only enhanced my ability. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, now I can get around faster. I can still jump off anytime and walk around or if I can just feel like it. And so for me, it was very much like I wanted to explore this world. I wanted mm-hmm. to see all those things. I wanted to go into these castles. And I remember even going into, you know, getting past Margit the first time and, you know, ha- fighting those bosses and then getting into like kind of the, what they call like the legacy areas where it's like more of a traditional Souls game, like going through the, mm-hmm. what is it, the Storm Castle for the first time absolutely loving those and being like, oh, it's a little bit too hard and okay, I'm going to go explore somewhere else and being like, oh my gosh, there's this whole area down here I didn't go through, going to Castle mm-hmm. Morn, finding like the excitement of like fighting the the Black Knights for the first time that only like walk around at night and just like, mm-hmm. for me, I think I was just, it did trigger that thing in me where I was like, I got to see, I got to see what's over there. Mm -hmm. I got to see what's over here. I really want to make it to that small little earth tree. What's that? You know? And so I guess for what you call like the legacy kind of areas, um, those places I did, I did enjoy the most Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, like I like this. It's like a more concrete area and I don't have to like nitpick around like the shoreline, find this, you know, dungeon and then like to get this certain item or whatever. Right. Um, that when I started playing through again now, definitely I enjoyed a lot more. Like that's what I found enjoyment in. Yeah. Like the riding around, I'm still kind of just whatever on. Mm-hmm. Like personally, yeah. um, it's just you know, even like the first time exploring places, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But like, where's like the next area to explore that like isn't just like a ruin with like a boss and then it's done. You right. Know? I was like, let me get like to Castle Morn. Let me get to, um, I forget like the place in Khalid or Khalid. Yeah. Um, there's like a fortress down there somewhere. Or let me explore like the the old like, you know, sorcerer's town or that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, I like doing that kind of stuff. But I gotta be honest, like there are some places like the Lake of Rot or whatever. I was mm. like, this is like, this is like the worst area in all of like any Dark Souls <clears throat> game. Or like, like this is the worst. I was like, this is just like, no one likes this. I'm not gonna like run across this to grab like the one item or whatever. Like right. it's just not, it's just not worth my time. I was like, I'm just, I like, I still haven't even fully explored it yet. I was like, this is just mm. garbage. But yeah. like when you go down before you get to the Lake of Rot, there's um, golly, I forget what it's called, but it's it's like, it's like underground, and there's like like blue lights shining everywhere. Mm. It's where you find like the people and the ants and that kind like of stuff. Like the Eternal Cities. That yeah, that yeah. place is super cool. Yeah. Um, I really like that place. Um hmm. we're even exploring like the the Wizards College or whatever it's called. Right. That place is cool right. as well. Um so for me, playing through it again and like kind of really letting myself get into it and playing through with Laura as well, and just yeah. kind of, you know. In a sense, leeching off her excitement of it as well. Yeah, just where I was able to like enjoy it rather than just be like. Oh, I don't so, do you this. think Laura gets more enjoyment? Like I get enjoyment out of it. Like she likes exploring these areas and stuff. Definitely. Yeah, because for sure. That's interesting to me because I when I'm not there, yeah. she will play like and explore and all that right. kind of stuff. Okay. Like I don't want to go too far because I like, I want to play with you. Right. I'm like I got you. I'm like I'll just follow. Like I don't care. Like I'll just follow you. Mm. I think that kind of hindered me a bit though because when it came to like. 
the certain like smithing stone bells or whatever. Right. I was like, God, like this. I was like, why do I have to go all the way to like, that's one thing that irks me. Maybe this is not the time to get into it. But like to get this somber smithing stone, like plus five and plus six to buy them, you have to go all the way to the freaking mountain of the giants. Yeah. And I was like, why? At this point, you're going to have weapons that are way higher than that. Yeah. You should anyways, because that's how much like how much the enemies hurt you and how much health they have. I'm like, right. why is that there and not like, hmm. I don't know, in like Atlas Plateau or something? Right. It's interesting to me. And like the question I have for you is that question away. Because it sounds like the the open world space doesn't do anything for you, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't do anything. Now, I know you. I know you were a huge fan of Oblivion. I don't know how much you played of Skyrim. I know you played it a little bit. I played I played a lot. I think I was level like fifty five and so, one character and then okay, kind of cool. dropped it. So you played it. Um I played it a lot. But thinking about games like that, those other open world games, mm-hmm. why do you enjoy those games, but then not enjoy the Souls or the Elden Ring version of it? You know, like what what about mm. if you had to think about the difference between like exploring in the fields of Cyrodiil or the the mountains of Skyrim versus exploring like Kaled? You I, know, I think my thing with those games is that for the most part, the areas you explore like level up with you or are like always around your level. Like mm. the enemies that you encounter will be. Like, the enemy version that's around your level. Right. Like goblins, and then you get into, like, you know, the skirmisher goblins. Or, yeah. you know, they kind of yeah. go up in tiers or whatever. And then, like, with Elden Ring, I was, like, in this place. I was, like, in the Forlorn Keep or whatever. And yeah, you like, can you can definitely get into areas that are too hard. And you. I was, like, or, like, those dragons. I'm, like, fighting a dragon. King. I'm, like, 300. Three, like, hurting this dragon. And they just whip their tire around. Yeah. And I'm, like, I have, like, like, at that point, I was, like, too low for the area, but I was like, I have right. over a thousand HP. You're telling me like this thing one hits me like yeah. from like my horse or whatever. Hmm. I was like, golly, this is hmm. it's just like frustrating. Like yeah. rather than like being like enjoyment, like enjoy enjoyable to me, I was like, I was like, why not like why am I allowed to go here? But like there's not much indication that like it's too high of a level until it's just like boom, like the cap is like right. You like it doesn't like really start hitting you that is too hard until you're like, okay, I should yeah. have died like four times in a row to this hmm. the exact same way. Hmm. And so it just kind of feels frustrating, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then like I don't know. I think that's about it. it just feels no, that's that's interesting because I it's so funny that you say that because I have like the exact opposite feeling where like the first time I went into Kaled, I was like Oh, I'm gonna try to fight one of these horrific T Rex dog monsters, and it just mur- like immediately murdered me. And I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna go there anymore. I'm just not gonna go to that area because I'm obviously not strong enough." Like with how fast it killed me. And as I progressed through the game, each time I would kind of conquer a new area, and I'd be looking for the next area, I'd be like, "Let me try Kaled again," and it would be still too hard. And so then I would keep like, and I would, so that's what I appreciated about. It. And then so finally, when I was like, "Oh," I can beat these guys in Caleb. It felt like I was like, okay, now I can explore it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of satisfaction there. Kind I of feel like with thinking back to sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're but good, you're good. I was interrupting you. Thinking back to Dark Souls going into like the graveyard for the first time and how there were some players that would just keep trying to fight those skeletons. And when I tried to fight those skeletons, I was like, okay, I died. After like three combos, you're I, like, no. I don't want to go there. Let me go this other direction. And so that for me. It was kind of like that feeling, but magnified over a whole game where it was like, mm-hmm. is this place too hard? 
am I scaling up right? And it wasn't until I will say like the very like the latter half, like the end game, that I feel like that falls apart a little bit. But through I would say like 75, 80% of the game, it was me constantly like testing boundaries, being like, okay, can I do this yet? But then there are other enemies in Caleb that are just like, like yeah, super easy. just easy. I'm like, okay, so cool. And then like you encounter the dogs, and like even now the dogs can still wreck me. But I was like, just get on your horse and kind of go around in a circle. Like right. I feel like you kind of learn like, okay, like I, I can like cheese this kind of guy. But like in straight one-on-one combat, the dodging is always it still seems kind of weird to me. But like you can do it. Like I can do it now. But mm. and so like they're taking like these chunks out of my health. And I'm like, golly, like if you like make one misstep, it's just like, oh yeah, this one guy took like five, six vials. And I'm like, God, this is it's just so disheartening sometimes. Mm. I'm like, am I just playing it wrong? And I'm yeah. like, should I just be using a bigger weapon? Cause if we can get in, I don't know what pace you're going to go at. If you oh, want to lead fine. it, yeah. um, but if we can get into like the weapons, go for it. The weapons, I think, are personally some of the most frustrating things. Let's back up a little me. bit. Go ahead. Let's talk about how you played. You can very briefly how what kind of like roles you played. What kind of I hate to use this word. What kind of build you used oh, for? The, I, sorry, I know. What kind of build you use for the other? Well, Souls I looked. Games? At, I looked at the Reddit. So let's let's no. let, let's say this. Rather than build, let's say archetype. Like, what kind of archetype character do you play in the other Souls games? And so, what did you try to play for this one? Mm-hmm. So, I went for like a. I don't usually like go for this, but I went for like a strength build, like a big weapon. Okay. And initially, I was like, okay, this kind of works. And then it started. I forget where, but it started to not work. Mm-hmm. Slash, I was seeing like how good Laura was doing with her magic, and I was mm. like, what's the point? And like me trying to be like a strength guy when she like does like eight hundred damage, kung kung, like with every cast, and yeah. I'm like boom 200 boom 200 like or like even like three 400 damage i was like it's still like it doesn't match up right to like how much she can like output and so i was like i was kind of like a tank strength kind of guy like going into like boss fights especially right um if i can keep them off her that was kind of like my role for a while and i did that all the way up until i think where i changed it is like when you fight the crucible knight and that weird the beastman, the beastman guy, the beastman, and like the crucible, <laughs> like bugman, he comes in after like you know halfway through or whatever. That's where I was like, this is just is not working. Mm. I was like, the point of this, I feel like the point of like strength is to kind of like cheese like the staggering, but I was okay. like, this doesn't. It's just it's not enough. Like I'm okay. like I'm doing three hundred damage. This is the plus seven plus six like, um. Godric the Grafted's, like, axe, whatever. I was like, I'm like, and I have, like, 40 strength, whatever, like, however, like, I have, like, enough of, I was like, I feel like I'm, I should be doing, like, more than this, hmm. you know? And I was like, maybe I shouldn't be. Like, maybe right. I'm doing something wrong, which hmm. I probably am, because I'm not looking anything up, like, really, like, how to hmm. build, you know? And so then I was like, let's do something I haven't done. Let's go, like, Faith. Because uh, I had the Winged Scythe, and I was like, that's a Faith thing. Like, I've never really used Scythes before. And so I started using that, and it felt immediately more effective. Mm. Um, because, I guess, just things have much less physical resistance. Mm. So I le- a lot less, like, they have more physical resistance than, like, magic or holy resistance. Mm. And even if something had a higher resistance, the scythe usually staggered people. And so I was like, well, still staggering is the way to go, but I'm, I am just doing overall more damage with this. And so I kind of went with, like, a faith. I'm, like, more, like, ag- aggressive faith now with what I'm doing in my current character rather than, like, 
support like paladin i'm kind of going like all out brawler paladin in a sense but again i was kind of like i don't want to like use sides though but sides stagger and i'm like trying to use the golden uh, epitaph or whatever i'm like dueling swords they just will not stagger enemies and like it's so frustrating i'm like combo like one two three four hits a thousand damage the enemy just doesn't stagger turns around half my health and i'm like like what's the point i'll just use the size that stagger them you know or i was like i'm gonna try the black gargoyle twin blades i'm dual wielding those because like that just seems super cool to do not effective because it's not staggering these knights but like one swing from the scythe will stagger a knight i'm like i so it's just a little frustrating where people because like obviously now i've been on tiktok and i'll see other ring on tiktok and it's like everyone's just kind of using the same weapons or builds and it's just frustrating i'm like why are there so many options for weapons when it seems like especially for pve so pvp only so many are actually viable and then when you get into pve more viable but not to the not to the degree where i was like what's the point i'm probably like hopefully that made sense no totally makes sense because, but like with Laura, like magic is like always effective. Magic is great. She's like doing like literally 3,000 damage if she does like buffs or whatever, like per hit. And I'm like, golly, what's the point of me like trying to struggle to do like why wouldn't, anyways. So the combat is good, but it's just frustrating. And it's it's frustrating seeing like the fact that, oh, to really see my potential, I need to use a great rune. I need to buff and buff. Like, just like layering buffs on top of one another, I just don't have the patience to do that. And so I was like, it could just be me for a good half of it, you know, just being the stubborn person I am. But also just, I was like, I want like these ways of attacking to be viable, but it just is like, they're just not. And people say they are, but it's like, they're not viable. So... I guess that's what's kind of frustrating to me, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. It's odd, in a way, because for me, I have... For every story that you've told, you know, for this, I feel like I have, like, the exact opposite experience. Where, so for every Souls game, I am not a big magic person. Mm -hmm. I have messed with it. I have played... Some mage builds, but they've always been after I've done my first playthrough. I'm not a magic person either. Right, and it's just never been something that I feel I want to do. I I really like getting up close to enemies. I really like using my shield. I really like just smacking them with the longsword. I mean, that's just kind of like what I want to do. And it's what's most satisfying. Like rolling out of the way, learning their patterns, getting up in there, you know. I never got enjoyment out of like just kind of sitting back or like playing the avoidance game where like, oh, I'm just going to stay far away and pelt you with spells. Like, I just, that's just not fun to me. Like, I want to get up there and get smacked around. Do not. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but, so for Elden Ring, I did the exact same thing. I chose, you know, the class that had, I was going to go for strength, endurance, vigor. <laughs> kind of just like the classic, the things that I knew I liked to do. Very early on, I think in that first encampment, you find a, uh, like a two-handed sword. Like a, I think it's the Lord Sworn Sword. Mm-hmm. That was my main weapon for like almost all the game. I think I got, I don't know if you 
have you done the the Rikard fight, the huge snake up in the Mount Gilmere, the volcano? Uh, you get like a spear. Yes, yes, yes. I used that spear for a while because I kind of like the spear. It was kind of cool. Like the, mm-hmm. I don't know, God-killing snake spear, whatever it is. That was kind of cool. But for the long time, I just used... The fight was very re- reminiscent of the Demon Souls fight with the great like uh, Manta Ray or whatever it's called. Or Yorm, too, from or Dark Souls 3. But, you know, I used that for a long time, and it was that in a shield. I'd usually be two-handing. If I needed to defend it, I would use the... I would use my shield. But, yeah, for a long time, I was able to make it through most of the game like that. Now, I didn't. I wasn't playing with someone, so it sounds like you're playing with Laura. Mm-hmm. I wasn't playing with someone, so most of the time, it would just be enemy's attention on me. I'd be attacking them. And for most of the game, that's just what I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't really use the weapon arts. I would occasionally use them, but like they were never something that was in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. It would be like, oh, I'm going to very specifically use this to do this thing. Yeah. But I would never be like weaving them into my combos. I just like the classic, oh, hey, I'm going to jump and do my R2 slam on you. I'm going to roll back. I'm just going to get come in with a couple R2s. So we're going to cheeky R1 there, you know, catch somebody, catch the enemies off guard. And that worked for me for most things. I would say that like, and every time I felt like that wasn't working, that would be the signal to me to like, okay, I my character is not strong enough for this area. Mm-hmm. And so I would go somewhere else or I would say, okay, maybe I need to progress further or maybe this is just not the right spot. And it wasn't until the ending of the game that I felt like, okay, this is not working anymore. And it felt like it wasn't working, not because the weapon wasn't doing enough damage, but because I, the focus of the boss, like I didn't want to spend the 20 attempts to get good to beat the boss. It was easier for me to be like, hey, I'm going to summon my mimic tier, not for the extra damage, but just because it's another person that the boss can focus on so I can get a second to like mm-hmm. back off and heal. And that's what I felt like I needed more so than magic or anything else. I mean, I mean, I think I upgraded like the poly bow to like plus 10. So like I used a bow, but only sometimes like, you know, it's not super, super great. I wish bows were better in this game. And so... It's odd for me to hear you say that like it wasn't working for you because I I think in some ways it it just worked for me. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is that compared to the Soul Series or Bloodborne, the caps for the skills or the caps for the stats are different. Mm-hmm. So like most of the time in all those Souls games, you'll be fine with a 40 strength or a 40 health or whatever, vigor, whatever they want to call it. But in this one, you can definitely, there's like a 40 cap. There is a 60 cap. And then there's even an 80 cap. Like the, you're meant to like keep pumping those in. And so for me, that was always what I found. And Because like I think even through like the end, I started to use maybe, I'd use like two swords. But like it was always just melee. Like I still, mm-hmm. I tried to play it as a mage and I was like, God, I just don't enjoy it. Like. And people keep telling me, and it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. I see all the spells. I oh, see the spells all are cool. Yeah. I see all the flashy stuff you can do, but there's just this part of me that's like, dude, I just want to be. Dude, that's that's kind of like why I just want to be a regular ass man, the regular ass sword, killing these, killing these like gods. That's why I gravitated <laughs> towards like faith because I was like, at least faith, I can like, it's more like support, like as how right. I initially did. But now I have like things that are like, 
my only buff I do is like Golden Vow. Mm. Or, and then I'm like, I'm going to use like the Frenzied Flame, which like your guy like, you know, puts his hand to his <laughs> eyes and like shoots a flame. Cool, yeah. I was like, I like that because it's cool. Like yeah. it's just, literally just like just cool. And then like I do that and then I run forward and, you know, two sides. And yeah. Like what I'm doing now, I feel like it's like super effective and like works super well. But maybe I was just doing it wrong. Maybe I'm just thinking about the game wrong. But I was like, why am I, I just feel like I was dying so easily all the time. Mm. And I was like, why? Am I like just like strike? Because like I'm like like not amazing, but I'm pretty good at these kinds of games. Oh yeah. And so it was just like why like it's not necessarily that like I'm not doing the damage, but I was like I take like one or two hits and I'm just dead. Yeah. You know, and it's like I'm like, what's the point of the armor? Like, what's the point of like any of it? You know? Because right. I was like, this just seems like oh, like here's yet another enemy that will do like seventy five percent of my health. I have to like go back heal and like right. You know, just like time the dodge as well, and then. Oh, I didn't time well that time. Go back, heal. Hmm. It felt a lot more like touch and go than like, oh, I can kind of like push through, then kind of recalibrate, you know, or it goes. It's felt very much like interesting. To me, I like die real fast. And I was like, was that just like a fluke or did they get like a critical hit on me or what? And it's like, hmm. oh, no, they're just doing that damage to me. And I was like, well, the guys just outside weren't doing that. You know what this reminds me of? Huh? When we, the experience I had when I played Bloodborne, the DLC, the Old Hunters, but on New Game Plus. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, that's what that reminds me of. Because I remember fighting Ludwig and being like, dude, you cannot, like... No, I remember summoning you. Right. And it was uh, just like, we were just banging our heads against the wall because it was... I was like, one hit for... Like, that's how Eldering felt. And I'm like... You know what I mean? That's kind of what it reminds mm-hmm. me of. Where it's like every... Pardon that. Knock my laptop right And so I was just, I was, I guess part of me was just more like stumped. And maybe I was just like a lot more stubborn than I, you know, hmm. realized I was. But I was just like, this just is frustrating. Right. Like it's not fun. And I don't want to go back and like grind for souls or runes or whatever. Cause I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to look it up. What do I do? Oh, just have your vigor at 60. Have your vigor at 40. And I'm like, what level am I supposed to be here? Right. You know, I was like, oh, you're supposed to be level 100 and then 120, 104. I'm like, Oh, like, it's just like, you know, yeah. like, I had, like, there's, like, no, the way that the areas scale, I feel like there's, like, a not as much indication until you get to, like, a boss. You know, you know what I think it is, Jack? That's what it felt like. You know what I think it is? I think the the gameplay loop in Dark Souls, Bloodborne, I think intrinsically made more sense to you, mm-hmm. to where it was, like, you're going forward. Yes, there are sometimes deviations from the path, other ways you can go. But it's pretty obvious that those are like deviations from mm-hmm. the path, right? In Dark Souls with the skeletons. It's like, yeah, you can brute force your way, but you're like, no, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. It's very much obvious that you go to the Undead Berg. Yeah, or like and, you can go to the Heidi's Tower of Flame in Dark Souls right. 2. And going through and conquering that area makes you on a power level. Within so-and-so levels that you can accomplish the next area. Mm-hmm. And Elden Ring is very much not like that. Where it's like, Dark Souls, you have that loop of like, okay, conquer the area, I'm good for the next area. If I can conquer the next area, I'm good for the next area. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring like spreads that out and makes that a little bit more vague to where instead of like, hey, if I conquer the area, now it's like, hey, if you can't do it, go out and explore. Go mm-hmm. out and just... I guess that's where... And it's like that aspect of it sounds like 
the aspect that did not click with you, where you're like, I don't want to explore. Like, I just want to. Yeah, I kind of like. I want to play. Through I, the game. I want the meat. I, I want to play the... through the game, and then like when I'm kind of done, then I want to go back through and explore. But it's like you can't really go in a straight line because like you just no. don't get what you need yes. to go in a straight line. And for a lot of the game, I was like, that's just that's annoying. It's like, you gotta go here, and then you go here, and then you go here. And I was like, look, on a PS5 when I load faster, cool, whatever. Like I can go back and forth. But on the PS4. It is so much slower oh, yeah, to like. A lot of times are painful. Like you go like, okay, oh, I actually had to teleport here. Ring. Scroll your phone for like a minute, and then it loads. Okay, good to go. Yeah, you know, and like I'm like, meanwhile, Laura's like, I'm gonna go on this character, drop something for you, and then like she can like load in and out of characters like super fast. I'm like, I'm still loading like to the round table. See yeah. in <laughs> see in a minute, you know. Yeah. Or like, if like we die to like an invader, like I'll like have died. It'd be in the loading screen. Halfway through, she dies, loads up as in the game again, and then I load in. You know? I'm like, golly, that's... Maybe, I was, maybe we should need another PS5. Because sometimes the loading screens, I'm like, this is just... Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. my enjoyment like go down. <laughs> no. the loading it reminds screen. me of uh, Bloodborne when before Prefix. it got patched. Oh, oh my. God. It was yeah. horrific. It's, yeah, the Bloodborne, I, as much as I love that game, there are aspects of it that are like... Why don't they just give you twenty blood vials? Why do you have to farm them? Mm-hmm. Why? Like I always, even after as much as I play the game, like would it ruin it? I'm like no. Like just give you twenty blood vials. Like you give you Estus flasks. Like why do you need to farm these things? Yeah. <laughs> no. But definitely. Okay, so that that is I think very illuminating. So next, I think a big thing I want to talk about, and kind of the last thing we'll talk about before we wrap up here. Part wrap up part one. Yeah, part one. Which again. The very loose part one. You can listen to this. The next episode, we're hoping to have our basement dweller, Michael, on. We'll talk more about the lore. He lost the keys today. Yeah, more about the top, you know, the, the higher heady level stuff. Maybe some deeper gameplay stuff. But for me, Jack, I wanted to kind of get your impression of the world in general. Because mm-hmm. that was a huge draw for me. And it's a draw for me in eat every single one of these games. Is mm-hmm. like... Just exploring the world and like especially in Elden Ring, that was something that I I think almost ruins subsequent playthroughs because I enjoyed that first playthrough, the, the discovery of it all so much. Like, oh, going up to the minor Erd trees, going up to Mount Gelmir for the first time, like getting to the Altus Plateau for the first time, getting the Lindell for the first time. I mean, this is the first game that they've done that has like music. And got the music in some of these places is just amazing. And I was constantly, every place I would go was like, oh man, there's something cool over here to see. This area looks so cool in this way. Oh, there's a day-night cycle. You know, and it, for me, it just kept going where it's like, oh, and then there's a whole underground city. And then there, and it was like, when I could yeah. possibly thought, oh, no, no, there's nothing else. No, there's like a whole other area. <clears throat> and it's like, you get to the mountaintops of the giants, and you're like, certainly, certainly there's nowhere else I can go. And there's a whole other, and you're like, oh my gosh, it just keeps going. And that was, I think, for me, a huge positive. So what was kind of your um, your read on that? Like the locations, the actual, like, the artistry or the design of the world? Mm-hmm. And what are some of your really favorite locations? Are there any places, the way I have my question, are there any places that, like, made you stop and go, Whoa, and you kind of do the cinematic E3 camera, the slow pan. 
Honestly, <laughs> when you go, when you like first enter Atlas Plateau, and like you you see that huge, like you look on the map, this staircase is huge. Yeah. It's like almost like a, <laughs> so good. a monument, you yeah. know, it's just huge, long staircase up to the giant, like towering walls and that, like that whole city, I forget what it's called. Lindell. Lindell. Lindell is like one of my no, favorite places. It's so, cool, so stinking cool. Yeah. Like just the area, the, music. the nights, the music. Oh. The two tree signals at the top. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Which I can, tree signals aren't, aren't a problem for me anymore. I will say, like, when I fought those again, I was like, yeah, like, I don't even need my horse. I can do this. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, and so that's one of those parts where I was like, yeah, like, I feel like I mechanically, like, I get the game a lot more. Um, that's where I was kind of like, yeah, like, this is, like, really stinking cool. Like, yeah. Lindell was just a really yeah. awesome place. I agree. Um, I feel like Khalid, Khalid, how do you say it, Charlie? Khalid. I, I trust your pronunciation, Khalid. Uh, Khalid is like, it kind of starts to all blend together a little bit for me. I was yeah. like, it's not, it's a cool place, but it's not like an interesting place to look. Like, it's not like pretty to look at. Uh, Khalid is one of those places that when I first went in there, it makes such a strong impression on you because the color palette's so different. Oh, yeah. And definitely. you get that really like, uh, music that's always going. You're like, what is happening in this place? Mm-hmm. Like this is a, this is just a nightmare land. <laughs> Some of the views when you're in the um, I'm just gonna call it the college, like the magical college. Oh, like, yeah. Those are like those are really super yeah. cool. Lyernia, the lakes. Lyernia, the lakes suck themselves. Though I hate running through oh, the water. See, I, I like the lakes. I, I don't like the, like I like the flooded the, forest. I just vibe. don't like running through the water. I'm like, God, <laughs> I like that. Whatever, yeah. man. Um, I liked discovering the Atlas. I think Atlas Plateau is. Atlas Plateau getting up there is, is like one of my favorites. Yeah. Kind of very much uh, reminds me of getting to like Anne Orlando for the first time, except it's like a better yeah. version of that. I like discovering like the windmills and like the oh, kind of like those yeah. like weird cities, like the dancing women. Yeah, that's like, so good. Those like super eerie, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's like like what is? I like, I like this more. Yeah. This please, you know? Okay, yeah. No, like that's very cool. That's good. Um, good call. Those are like very like uh, almost like reminds me of like midsummer type. <laughs> yeah, creepy. My first like, thought was the women in Bloodborne. Yeah. After you go through the oh, and the uh, what's that place called? The it's before you go on the chariot that takes you to Painhurst. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what place called. I know yeah. exactly. I haven't about. played Bloodborne like through. I haven't played through Bloodborne so long. Um, and then like I've just kind of I've explored a little bit of the mountaintops of the giants. Okay, not a ton though. It's very cool. Very cool, but also just kind of annoying. Mm. That's just me personally. Um, but no, yeah, so far, honestly, the whole of Atlas Plateau was like the place where I was like, wow, this is beautiful. The colors are like very vibrant. The tree, the like, tree getting closer and yeah, closer yeah. is really, really and I was awesome. Like, oh, this, is, this is cool. Yeah. Like, this is like Elden Ring right yeah. here. That's where I felt like this was the most Elden Ring area hmm. to me, just color palette wise. Yeah. Very much like golden mm. fall kind of look yeah. to it. Oh, man, yeah, it's. It's funny because I on trying to play it through again, I always just get kind of bored playing through it again, which is weird. And I think that's more a sign of me getting older, more so than it is of me not wanting to, you know, the game's fault. Because I don't know if you were to put me in front of like Dark Souls for the first time if I would play it as much as I played it the first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just having like more Respond. There's other things I want to play now. And Here, so. Here's my thing, too. I think being a dad and playing Elden Ring, there's it's hard for me to like get entranced. Like, mm. Laura and I have probably 40 extra hours on both of our characters that were just standing there. Yeah. Because, like, 
all of us started fussing or like we're like in the middle of doing something or whatever, you know, and it's like, so I feel like if I was, you know, not a father, I probably could have like gone into the element of this game a lot sooner, but just being like a dad and having like other priorities, I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't have the time. Like I was like, cool. Like six hours in, maybe I just, maybe I'm just missing something, but I just, yeah. I can't Very like fair. devote like all Very this time. Fair. I'd much rather jump yeah. into thirty minutes of like a war zone match or whatever with like Jack. You know right. what I mean? Um, mm. cause like you, Michael and Jack were all talking about it, and I was like, I just don't have like the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I don't want like once. Oh there. no! And see, that's that is very. I think that's a very very good call out because you know my play sessions probably would look like good like four six hour chunks. We're we're talking my play sessions. I probably get. At most, like a thirty minutes of uninterrupted playtime. Oh yeah, maybe every other day. Yeah, if I do have like extended playtime, it's like with like holding Oliver or right. like you know also like playing like with Ellie or something. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. Having like solo playtime is like not a thing anymore. So that's that why this game has been like super fun for me and Laura to get into together because like yeah. it's like our time to kind of play something. Yeah, to kind of like connect a little bit in that way. Um, yeah. So for that, like Elden Ring has been super fun. And yeah. I think our play styles have really kind of like complemented each other. Mm. And so it's been super fun playing through that way. And us getting invaded is kind of like, she's like, she's like, Jack, you're so much better at PvP than I am. And I'm like, thanks, you know? <laughs> and like, thanks. I have the blue ring on to when I'll get like summoned if someone like needs help. Yeah. And there was like this time, I forget, it was some dungeon, like one of the mines. And this guy had gotten like, I was summoned into his world. And I'm like, like rising up, and I see like <laughs> the invader and the guy were fighting down there. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll, if I'll survive this fall. I just boom, jump down, <laughs> boom, hit on the ground, do like the flame eyes, and like boom, like kill the invader, do like the my thanks emo, yeah. and then like leave. And I was like, yeah, I just felt so cool. I was like, yes, that, exactly. Oh you god, know. that's something that's existed in all the Souls games. To be honest, like that. That weird, like, we were interacting with people, and you kind of want to interact with them, you kind of don't. Mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like that, but... Yeah. People are n- have no honor in this game, by the way. Oh, no, that's stupid. That, that's one thing I will yeah, say. but is, Okay. No, okay. My challenge to you, though, well, is it really different No, it's, from it's not that the other ones. different, but, like, it's kind of like people are just kind of douchebags. Yeah, they always Like, way been. more so in this game. Maybe if, like, might be rose-colored glasses, right? But, like... Dude, like, I mean... In this game, it feels way more douchey. Dude, I mean, we're talking about, like... The people, these are the same people who, that when they played Dark Souls, they would, like, abuse the bottomless box and get, like, electric weapons and go and kill, like, level 20 players in one hit. Um, You're like, that's not even fun. Just make themselves invincible. I I think my thing with PvP, when it's just, like, straight fighting, I I really enjoy it. I think it's fun. Um, But, like, when you encounter, like, when someone invades you, and it always happens, buff, 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 and they always have the same weapons that do either... Um, bleed or frost or both yeah. and it's like always the exact same kind of invader and it's mm. like really annoying I'm like there's so much more in the game like right. please like I want to fight like someone who's using madness or someone who's using like lightning or someone who like you know like but like no it's it's always someone yeah. who's like it's usually someone dueling like spears or like you know katanas or something like bleed and frost bleed and frost like all the time and i'm just like it's just not fun yeah you know and like you can always tell like when it doesn't work they kind of start like freaking out yeah and you're like yeah like 
as you should, because like you know, it's not gonna work on me. Because like I'm yeah. not gonna like chase after you and then oh he's gonna run and do like the roll attack or like you right, know whatever. Right. It's like no, like I'm I have some game since I'm smarter about yeah. smarter than I'm smarter about like the encounters. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so, all right. Sometimes the PvP is great. Sometimes it's not. Not that it's not great. It's just annoying. I, well, I and you like. know what? We'll get into that. A little bit more later. You know what we'll also get into later, Jack? Hmm. We'll talk about our favorite bosses later. Talk about some more of the high-level lore. But before we go, before we kind of get out into the the end of the episode as we're finishing up, maybe getting some dessert. This is your dessert section. This is where you're getting maybe your little after-dinner cup of coffee, your little shot of espresso, however you do. Jack, gut check real quick. Where would you rank? What's your top ranked From Software game? And where does Elden Ring fall in that? I think Blood- and very, very short reason as to why. Bloodborne's my top favorite because okay. I I think I did play through it the most. I got yeah. to the highest new game on it. Um, I just really like the combat in that game. Mm-hmm. I like like the reward feeling you get from just like playing well, using like your gun to like, you know, parry or whatever. Yeah. And then also just being aggressive. Just like a really rewarding, fun game to play. And as long as you are, you know, active and like you know, leveling up your weapons and stuff like that, you're like, you always kind of feel like you're in mm. control, give or take, you know? And, like, things that are a struggle are, like, a doable struggle mm. is what I like about Bloodborne a lot. Yeah. And, like, all weapons are viable in Bloodborne, except the cane. The cane sucks. And I will stand by that. Okay. Um, so where does Elder Ring fall on your ranking now? Do I need to have, like, the ultimate list of, like, ranks? Uh, just very off the top of your head. It doesn't need to be, so like, like a... I, for me, I think it will go Bloodborne. This is actually kind of a harder one. Either Demon Souls or Dark Souls. That's kind of hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodborne. I'm just gonna say Demon Souls. Um, Dark Souls. Elden Ring. Okay. Dark Souls three. Dark Souls two. That's higher up than I thought. Yeah. Um, and I say it because it's it did it does kind of what Dark Souls two did in, in the sense that there's so much more like iterated upon. Yeah. I feel like than like just like a traditional Souls game, which is good because it's not. Like Elden Souls, you know, it's like right. Elden Ring. Yes. So, yeah. um, I like how much is in the game. Elden I, Ring very feels, very much feels like a combination of every single one, especially having played every single one. It feels like they pulled things from every. There are enemies in this game that I'm like, that is a Bloodborne enemy. Oh yeah, just straight up. 100%. I'm like, you can just tell. I'm like, oh, that's a Sekiro enemy, like a hundred percent. You know, like, uh, so, that, nice. That's where it kind of falls for me. Yeah, and I have not beaten it yet. I, I think I'm close. Yeah. Um, if I'm trying to mainline it, I'm sure I could beat it like in a night or two. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, um, you know, I think my initial impression was very negative. Yeah. And now I think it's good with just frustrations. Yeah. And I think more frustrations than I would like. Yeah. I think is what it comes down to. No, very fair. You know, and of course, how about, how about you? How about how does your list look? So for me, I definitely put. It's it's kind of a strange, strange list. For me, top ranked, kind of in a tie, are Bloodborne and Sekiro. And I think what I've found is that, and especially when it comes to replay value, I start to lose interest in the space of Elden Ring, right? Mm -hmm. I love the sights. I love the way it looks. I loved exploring it for the first time. That was such a powerful moment for me. But that moment is lost on subsequent playthroughs. And I don't, I'm like, the space kind of becomes a hindrance. 
Whereas the more focused games, like Bloodborne is incredibly focused. Sekiro even more so focused on like one style. I really like putting all of my effort into that style. Because one negative I will say for Elden Ring is that I'm engaging in Elden Ring and I'm like, they're like, oh, hey, here's the spell reward for this dungeon. I'm like, I'm never going to use that. I'm never going to use this sword. I'm never going to use all of these weapons. Like, and so there's, it feels like there's this huge chunk of the game that I'm like, I'm just never going to use that. Like I said, like I see people using like, oh, the dragon transformation. Oh, I'm going to blow yeah, fire. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't care, man. Like for some reason, the way you use those spells just never, never clicked with me. Even with Elden Ring being a little bit more active in its spell use, mm-hmm. never clicked with me. And so that's the reason I think I put Bloodborne Sekiro kind of on the same. I think I'm kind of similar to you where it's kind of a tie for second place of like Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Both of those are very similar because I had such fond memories of those. And then it'd be Elden Ring and then Dark Souls 2 and then Dark Souls 3 for me. And uh, Dark Souls 3 is not a bad game by any stretch. I just... I remember being so disappointed with Dark Souls 3 because kind of like you, I wanted it to be more different. And there's like this angle of Dark Souls 3 where I thought it was going and it just didn't go there. Mm -hmm. And it was Here's my thing with Dark Souls 3. When it's Dark Souls 3, like the areas or whatever, I was like, this is great. But then when it kind of, I feel like falls back on... Like, like fan service where it's like, like oh, hey, you remember this? Yeah, exactly. Like my thing was like with my biggest thing I remember being like, come on, was like the praise the sun stuff. I was like, this is just like, like whatever. Like, you know, like just stop with yeah. this. It was like, well, and it's oh, funny because they've shown that you they remember can, this. It's funny. They've shown that they can do other memorable gestures like Bloodborne has the stupid <laughs> the hand one, you know, make like, contact, make contact. Elden Ring has the circle one. Like, they've shown that they can do other good de- mm-hmm. gestures, but they kept... No, honestly, Eldering's best gesture is... Um, <laughs> Eldering has a lot of good ones. Is a, what is it? It's where a guy, like, you know, hand on the chin or whatever, yeah. and you, like, have slouch against the wall. Laura and I will, like, kill an invader, match up, and do that, like, back-to-back. It's so <laughs> Like, <good>. Team Rocket. <laughs> it's so good. Like, we'll beat a boss, no matter how easy the boss is. Like, yeah. say, our, like, level 100 characters, like, run back to, like, Limgrave and find, like, a dungeon we didn't do. Yeah. And, like, beat the boss in two hits, and... <laughs> pose up you know but so, it's good yeah that's kind of for me top level i as i've gotten older i appreciate the more focused experiences like playing through the dead space remake absolutely love it because it's like a solid 14 hours of just intense you know and it's like it's very focused you're doing this one thing and i for some i really like that like i like mm-hmm. getting sucked into like a singular thing and so when they give you all these options i respect that because i know i'm just one player but, like, for me, I'm like, hey, take away all that magic. Put put, away. put more effort into just sword and shield stuff. Yeah. Give me the ability to, like, do some, like, cool parries. I'll be fine. Yeah, have my attack with a greatsword not be just me slamming into the ground, please. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want a little bit more. But that's me, personally. And I really, because obviously, I think I'm in the minority because people love spells like, I mean, yeah like I'll, i'm kind of with you with like the weapon arts and stuff i was like dude whatever like i i don't I felt care. the way in dark souls 3 i was just like i, I was like what? i don't care like just I, I see what you're trying to do but it's just not for me man yeah and it it's, it's for all the people that invade me and they're all like oh blood oh blood let me just stab myself and blood and boost and boost yeah, see, that's like, why i just, liked 
God, it's that's why I like Sekiro so much because it's so focused. It's just the katana. It's just you deflecting. I think if like, I gave Sekiro like a, a good oh, try, I think I'd probably really get into dude. it. Dude, yeah. And it Sekiro is... Oh, it's just chef's kiss. Just <laughs> Like, there are I, there are moments in Sekiro that I don't think I'll ever experience again, like in any type of video game. But, cool. everyone... Thank you for listening. Of course, yeah. To so part one, our dive into Elden Ring. Elden Ring, of course, is a deep, deep ocean, and hopefully, on a follow-up episode, maybe not our next episode of the release, but on a follow-up episode, we'll be talking more about the lore, our favorite bosses, maybe some more higher-level conceptual things. But I think so. I really enjoyed this episode, kind of getting to hear Jack your take on the game, and I feel like I have a better understanding of why it didn't click with you. I feel like you were mm-hmm. able, like very able to articulate why. And it was so funny to me hearing all the stuff you didn't like. And it was like those same things that you didn't like were the reasons why I like the game. It was kind of cool to see why that was. It'll be interesting to find a... Because I feel like we haven't like clicked on a game in the same way in a long time. It has been. It'll yeah. be interesting to find a game to where that happens. Yeah. You know. It, it comes down to time. Like, I don't have kids. So, like, when I yeah. get into games, I can just play games. There, there are times... Know? I was talking to Dad about this. I was like, Dad, there are times where... like. Also, like, Charlie or Jack will be like, they're busy. And I'm like, we are not as busy as, you know, as 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 me sometimes. Not saying that yeah. I'm always like, you guys aren't busy. But I was like, come on. Saying, yeah, people <laughs> saying it's busy. That's probably what I should say is, no, I'm not in the mood to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's probably a more accurate thing to say more than I'm just busy. Yeah, because but, I was like, I was like, I totally get it. If you're like, yeah, I don't feel like it. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. You know, but it's like, oh, I just, I got so much going on. I'm like... Man, dude, I was like, Dad, I was like, Jack, when you wake up, you work from dawn to dusk, and then you do it all again. You know what I mean? I was like, it's the, the my pet peeve is people who are always busy. And I'm like, and especially like people who aren't like you, who don't have kids, they're like, I'm so busy. I'm just, I'm like, are you? It's like, you know, it's like, dude, it's like, are I'm sorry. you? Like, you work a nine to five job. Or do you just want to say that you're busy? Yeah, like, you work a nine to five job, and you just don't want to do it. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, just say you don't want to do it. You know, it's it. like, like, in your case, like, I get, like, you're a manager. So, like, you have more going on. You know, but I was and like, there are some cases where, and like Jack will have like shows that are like, like he hasn't been able to play all week. And so I'm like, yeah, I get, but like there are other times where I'm like, not other times, other people that will say they're busy. That will see like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're not that busy. <laughs> Everyone, not to be too judgmental, I apologize. If you love what we do here at the Rack and Jack, love what we do. You want to hear more of um, Jack and Charlie or sometimes our basement dweller, Michael, or sometimes our sister, Lily, joining us. Check out our past episodes, or sometimes maybe we have the double jacks. Check those out. We have have episodes over Castle in the Sky. We have episodes, if you want more soul stuff, we have, I think we did very long episodes of uh, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, I know. Go check those out. We would love to hear from you. If you just want to give us some support, we have a Patreon that you can access. Of course, no pressure. Times are tight out there. Lots of money is tight. You know, you need to pay us to listen. Uh, Time is tight out there. Money is even tighter. So you know what? If you're busy, we get it. We don't believe you, but we get it. (laughs) We don't. Yeah, we don't believe you at all. Come on, give give us the money. But that is going to be all from the Racketeer Collection today. Jack, any closing thoughts before I close this out here? I don't think so. I think I, feel, I think I feel good. <laughs> I think I'm Everyone, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, social. You can find us on social media. I hate. I hate doing it. I'm so bad at so, I'm so bad at the Raconteur Pod. 
It's about self-promoting. You can find us everywhere on social media. And until next time, stay safe out there. And stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Blessed be. Ye tarnished. <laughs> Ye tarnished of the old dung heap. <laughs> Music. Music.